Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Deanna Shimoda. Deanna, you are the CEO of Growth Mode Marketing, an Inc. 5000 company. You are found on the web at growthmodemarketing.com. Deanna, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. All right. What is Growth Mode Marketing? Ah, God, yes. So Growth Mode Marketing is a demand generation agency that helps B2B organizations break through the clutter of crowded markets so that they can crush their revenue goals. Yeah. And and what is demand generation as opposed to lead generation? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because I think a lot of marketers still kind of look at demand generation and lead generation as being interchangeable terms that are the same thing. And they really are not. They're very different strategies. And I think, you know, starting with lead generation, your marketing programs are only focused on the 5% of companies that are currently in market, which means you're not, you're playing the short game. You're not really doing marketing activities that are focused on companies that may not be ready to buy today. And you're really, you're asking a prospect for a meeting and you're trying to pull them into your sales process. On the flip side, when you look at demand generation, This is really about building marketing programs that focus on driving value, not just for the 5% that are currently in market, but also for the 95% who are not currently looking to buy. And, you know, in those cases, your marketing programs are focused on building brand awareness and trust to create demand and ultimately capture it. And so, you know, when you look at demand generation, you know, and the real difference from lead generation, prospects ask you to a meeting instead of where lead gem you're asking them to a meeting and ultimately the prospects invite you into their buying process instead of you trying to pull them into your sales process i absolutely love this (laughs) and i have been preaching this for so long because I agree. You know, when we just stay in the lead gen world, you're in the hamster wheel. And it, you know, the minute you stop with your lead gen activity, you know, you're you're gonna feel it in a big, big, big way. So you're beholden to that. I mean, as long as it's profitable, I guess people are saying, what does it matter? What is the long-term problem from your perspective with that, with that strategy? Yeah. I, you know, I I think we're it's a problem is it's a short-term strategy because you're always working in the now. And, you know, anybody that's worked on the corporate side in a B2B organization in the tech space, for example, you know that the minute the numbers are down, sales, the executive leadership team, everyone goes into a panic and it becomes very reactive marketing. And they'll turn to the marketing team and they'll say, we need leads. We need them now. Help. 
And so what you're essentially doing is you're constantly chasing your tail, trying to get ahead of that revenue number. And that's because you're very focused on the short game and only 5% of the people that are in the market or the companies, I should say. And I, you know, side note on that, I just read an article that said during tough economic times, that 5% actually shrinks down closer to 1%. Totally. So this year, it it may be much harder because there's not as many companies in market to buy as organizations are pulling back their spend and reevaluating where budgets go. And so, you know, if you focus on the short game, it's a losing proposition. If you want a catalyst for growth, if you're serious about long-term results for your organization and you want to get out of that vicious cycle of chasing your tail, you've got to look at the long-term game. And that's where demand generation comes into play because you're not ignoring that 95% or in a year like this year, potentially 99% of companies in your total addressable market that are not in market to buy today. You're building that brand awareness with them now, you're building that trust with them. And quite frankly, you're supporting the way that prospects want to buy because statistics show they don't want to talk to a sales rep. They want to be able to find the information. They want to buy on their timeline and you can't wait until they're ready to buy because they've probably been following along with another company for a good year or more by the time they make their decision. And paint a picture for us about someone who might be saying, okay, I can do this, but it feels like I'm not going to have any short-term gains if I invest in the long-term here, but take us a year or two into the future, Deanna, and, and what is life like if we've really done the work to establish ourselves as a true industry leader? We've served the industry, we've served the communities, we've served, you know, potential and future audiences. Um, what is life like at that point? Yeah, listen, the reality is that demand generation is not an overnight, all of a sudden results come in. It takes time to build out that engine. It takes time to build out the trust with prospects and to get them to follow along and and start to be interested in consuming the content you're putting out there. So you've got to have patience as you're building it. But if you can have the patience and do it well and continually feed that engine, what you're going to see over time, you know, six months to a year into it is inbound leads are starting to come in at a more predictable pace. And quite frankly, those inbound leads are significantly better than the majority of leads you're going to uncover when you're doing lead generation. The reason being, they're coming to you asking you for a meeting instead of you asking them for a meeting. So better leads, shorter sales cycles, higher close rates, overall lower customer acquisition costs. Now, I get the the you know concern of but we need leads now you know <laughs> I think as you're making the transition from a lead generation program to a demand generation program you can't just throw the lead gen out the window as you're building up the demand gen I think you've got to you know look at it realistically and balance out those and what you'll find is as you start to get results from your demand generation program you can start to pull back on the lead generation and put more focus on the demand generation because now you've got inbound leads coming in the door 
Yeah, which is a great place to be. Um, so, yeah. uh, Deanna, I would love to now have you talk about. It. So, I I think we've we've established our point. <laughs> uh, we draw on the line in sand. Demand gen is like you know when you get to a point, like even just breaking it down to like a, a, a micro example I've used before. Like if you're a realtor that when asked. You know, you have a few hundred people or a couple, even a couple hundred, even or even a hundred people, like say, who's a local realtor that you really like and trust? And if you had over a hundred people that would, your, your name would be the first name that they'd, you know, bring up. It's game, set, match. You are set right. for life as long as you maintain those trusted relationships with those, you know, with those partners, with those centers of influence. And guess what? Today, everybody is a center of influence. We all have access to platform and social media and we can, you know, your clients and your friends and people who believe in you and your work and your reputation will go out and it will net Google will reward you for this. I mean, if you are seriously being a good steward in the community, you will win. Um, but Deanna, I, you're the expert. That's just my, <laughs> that's just my two, two, two bits on it. Uh, what sorts of things sh can we be doing to uh, tr truly ramp up demand gen? Yeah. So at growth mode marketing, the way that we approach demand generation when a new client comes in the door is we're going to look at kind of three pillars. One is building out the strategy Two is building out the content, which really is a foundation of your demand generation program. And three is the distribution. So how do you get all that content out there in the right places in front of the right people? And to break that down a bit more, so if we start with strategy, what we're looking at is we're going to help you create an ideal customer profile. This is going to be best fit company profile. So who are you trying to attract to your company? Like we want more of companies like this to be clients of ours. Then we're going to help you develop a unique point of view framework, which is really the story that you're going out in the market to really challenge thinking and consistently convey a message to people that helps you break through the clutter, even if your product doesn't have significant differentiation, because you've got to find a way to stand out if you have a lot of competition. And then the third part of that strategy is really building out a content marketing and demand generation plan. So that's, you know, what kind of content are we going to create? How are we going to get it out in the market? That next pillar, the content marketing, that's really looking at what types of content are we going to create? What are the key themes or topics we're going to focus on? And how are we going to build content for each stage of the funnel? So, you know, the awareness stage, the consideration stage, the decision stage of a funnel to make sure that people can go on a self-guided buying journey. Mm -hmm. um, and then that distribution pillar, that's about how do we get that content out there? And, and all of the content is designed to weave in your unique point of view so that you're telling that story over and over and over consistently. And it's all designed and focused specifically for your ideal customer profile, because the intent is I'm putting this content out in the world to attract the best fit companies for my organization. And so that distribution strategy becomes where are those ideal customer profile companies hanging out? Where are they getting their information? And ultimately, how do I turn my digital footprint into my best sales rep? 
Yeah. Um, and, and Deanna, how might this content look? Is it just written blog content or, you know, is it custom for each person? Like, how do we decide where to focus our effort on the content side of things? Yeah, so we like to look at what we call three rings of content and the content, the forms it takes, uh, you know, you've got to really turn it into all different kinds of formats because people consume content differently. You know, like some people love listening to podcasts. I've had other people tell me, I do not want to listen to something for 20 minutes. I'd mm -hmm. rather watch a video. I'd rather read a white paper. I'd rather consume social media posts, you know, different strokes for different folks. But when we look at, you know, what you're doing with that content and how you get it out there, you know, first, you've got to look at your website. Are your prospects that visit there able to go deep and find a lot of information? Because this is your digital storefront, so it's got to be really good. That second ring is managed channels. So we're looking at the things where you can control what you put out there and the schedule that you put it out there in. You know, and you may not own that channel, but you own a piece of that channel. So we're talking social media posts, podcast distribution, webinars, all that kind of content. And then that third ring, which I think a lot of companies kind of overlook, that's how do you tap into third party audiences that are relevant to you? Mm. So you, you're working on building up your own community, but you're also tapping into um, other audiences within the industry that are very relevant that your ideal customer profile is hanging out in. And when you combine all three of those together, you start to really build upon that digital footprint so that you're easy to find. People are hearing your name, you're building that brand awareness and they're finding content all over the place that has your name on it. So they start to build trust too. Yeah, I am really digging your content. <laughs> uh, and, you. and it's nice to know that, I, you know, for whatever reason, I've, I've heard of demand gen before. I'm like, I, I know that, that concept. And, you know, we've just been referring to it as, you know, just leading with generosity, you know, just being a good steward in your community. And like, <clears throat> again, that might feel inefficient at first, but then you get to a point where you surpass the lead generers out there and yeah. they're still stuck in the hamster wheel. And meanwhile, you know, the best, the best customers and the best clients out there are coming to you because they clearly see you as the market leader um, while the rest are, I don't want to say amateur hour because you got to, you know, do some lead gen, I think at the beginning, but, you know, right. but again, it, it just feels different. It's just a different energy. And so I, I love this, you know, this, maybe this moment where we can be a little introspective of, who we are in the market and who do we want to be? Do we want to be the forever lead gen company or do we want to be the company where, um, you know, just everybody respects and loves us and sends business to us. And clearly, oh, this is really important too, Deanna. We think about consumer behavior today and everyone's a consumer, right? And so we think about the behavior of consumer staying. This, this kind of gets into my 15 years of studying consumer behavior as a, as a consumer expert and consumer advocate. Consumers have never been savvier. They are going to do their due diligence right. and they can put, they can add two and two together and they can very quickly figure out, you know, who's constantly having to hit the DMs and the spam and cold calling <laughs> and who doesn't need to do that sort of stuff. Like they can, they can kind of rise above it all. Yeah. And, you know, there's actually statistics that Gartner has put out that I 
I love because it really paints a picture for how important demand generation is and really just the whole building your digital footprint out. As you know, as we're moving forward, they've said that the reality is that B2B buyers have completed 80% of their purchase decision process before they're ever willing to pick up the phone and talk to a sales rep. 72% of B2B buyers would prefer to have zero interactions with a sales rep during the purchase process. And it takes an average of 66 touches before a buyer engages with a sales rep. Wow. So people are not buying the way they used to. And to your point, they're, they're finding all the information online. And if they can't find it on your company and your products and your you know, unique point of view, they're going to find it with another company that's ahead of the curve. Uh, what is it like, Deanna, working with Growth Mode? <laughs> uh, you know, we love working with organizations that have growth initiatives. So a lot of times they're going to be private equity backed. They've got a lot of pressure coming in on their shoulders to achieve high growth. And they're coming to us and saying, okay, how do we build that foundation for that long-term growth engine? And our team will come in um, hold our clients' hands and really help them through the process. We also are going to push back because we see this all the time, um, what I call random acts of marketing. And what that is, is they sign us up, they say, let's do demand generation. And then when we have our weekly meetings, they're like, oh, can we do a press release on you know, this new hire? And can we do a social media post because we're going to this trade show? Oh, you know what? It'd be really nice to have this case study they're asking all these just kind of ad hoc requests. And if mm. we were to start doing all of that for them, we totally lose sight of the mission and the focus. You know, we, we developed this ideal customer profile for you. We helped you frame up your unique point of view. We're trying to tell your story. This random acts of marketing is working against you. So we're not afraid to push back on our clients and, and say, nope, that doesn't make the priority list. Remember, we've got to focus because when you're in, you know, high growth mode, everybody in that organization is running 500 miles per hour and an idea pops up, they throw it up, you know, the next shiny object, but it's not really where they're focused. And so we're the ones that have to kind of keep an eye on the ball for them when it comes to marketing programs and, and really push back if, if they're going off course. Someone that's listening to this podcast right now is experiencing demand gen in, <laughs> in real time. <laughs> and Deanna, uh, when somebody then takes the next step and they go to growthmodemarketing.com, what would you recommend that they do? Yeah, I think if someone's interested in learning more about demand generation, how to build your engine out and the value it can bring to you, I'd recommend that you actually check out our podcast called The Demand Gen Fix, which you can find um, on our website, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or basically anywhere that you're going to find podcasts to listen to. Um, also, you can follow me, Deanna Shimoda, on LinkedIn. I post a lot of thoughts and insights on a regular basis about demand generation. And then, of course, our website, we try to put a lot of information out there as well. Yeah. Well, I am subscribing right now. Uh, again, uh, this has been a great, great, great conversation. The Demand Gen Fix is a podcast. The website is growthmodemarketing.com. Deanna Shimoda, again, you're the CEO. Thank you so much for this conversation. It's been a joy. Thank you. Yes, same.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.